Hey guys, welcome back to part two. If you're yet to listen to part one, I suggest you check it out before you tune in to part two. Enjoy! Mm, I need to start going out now. I need to start joining clubs, those stuff of things I actually love. Maybe because this online dating is not really working for me. Really hard work. I think one thing that really scared me about online dating, um, and it is starting to change now, luckily. Um, but if there was a well-known sex offender, for example, and they put up a dating profile, the matchmaking companies or the dating online dating companies will not take that profile down, even if you alert them. Oh. So I think it's something like. Is it? Ten? I think it's ten percent of sex offenders actually find their victims online. So it's really important to be really aware, really savvy, and look after your own safety. Oh yeah, and uh, when it comes to online dating, I'm very picky on, like, as I told you, I judge pictures <laughs> a lot. So like. Uh, when I swipe right on you, something has made sense. But I still have a conversation, and if that conversation doesn't go in the direction I think it should, I feel like there's no more reason for us to keep wasting each other's time, and I just unmatch. But also, when it comes to meeting people, I make sure I meet them out in public, places where a bar where I know the bartender or something like a restaurant that. I know somebody or there's a lot of people, you know, places where I'm not really alone with them. But then people can easily still fool, you know, play the whole nice thing until you're, mm-hmm. you're back and comfortable, make you feel comfortable around them. And then, and then the next thing you know. So it is yeah, a scary one. I think this is one of the reasons why I end up getting into this. So I went through um, an abusive relationship and also into manipulation like very manipulative relationships I was also stalked for five years so this is one of the reasons why I love to be able to help people have these healthy relationships but one thing that really shook me up when um, I got into this business was one in three women and one in four men go through a physically abusive relationship now it just shows that there's nothing to do with how clever you are or how you spot, you know, you know, or, you know how intelligent you are. It's about empathy. Like, to be manipulated. If you've got empathy, you can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can uh, suddenly do whatever, what you know, whatever that person wants you to do. Um, and that's just base, just genuine, oh, yeah. you know, just normal uh, baseline manipulation. But I started learning about the pickup artist industry. And that was extremely interesting because I find the industry is just full of manipulation tactics. And the pickup artist industry, for people who don't know what that is, is basically an industry that was dedicated for men to teach them how to pick up women for one night stands. Right? (laughs) But the scary. Yeah. Wow. They did that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's been going on, uh, I think it's um, since the 1980s. But what they, you know, the tactics that are involved were actually talking to the biology within us. So, for example, um, there'd be one thing where a guy would talk about his little niece, talking about, you know, a young baby that they love and not take care of. 
So it just shows that they're like that masculine alpha male. Um, another thing that they'll go ahead and do is um, they'll take a woman when they go out on a date they'll take her to five different places or lots of different places so she feels that she's known him for longer because she's got memories of him in different places yeah one next one yeah exactly exactly it's very 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 clever and this is why I love the uh, behavioral profiling aspect because it just sees through all that bullshit. <laughs> and as you say, you know, when you're hungry and go uh, and go to the grocery store, or you're hungry, yeah. a pot of noodles looks good. Uh, so when you when you're lonely and you really want to find that, because everybody yeah. around you is booed up, and now you feel like the last single person left. And one guy gives you attention and, and starts, they really do um, mimic you when they know the things you like and start doing all the things you like on that first date so that you feel loved <laughs> and be like, yeah, I found the one. And you take them home and then next thing you know, yeah. they're just full of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very hard to like, half of the, and that's how they end up getting us because we women are suckers for for love yeah. and for emotions and that connection and to feel like it does suck to be single so when you feel like yeah this could be the one <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because um a lot of it just boils down to that kind of that vulnerability and that trust piece knowing who to trust knowing who to be vulnerable with and that's what we love about the profiling again you know being able to read someone's body language and also you can um read someone profile someone within six minutes and this allows you to um understand the fears and also understand the needs of that person because understanding that will dictate their behavior so you've got an understanding of what drives them how they're going to act what are they going to respond to and how you can actually connect fully as well. Uh-huh. I got to ask you something. <clears throat> we were talking about com- compatibility and um, finding your right matching things that you like. Does your boyfriend do the same yes. thing you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we are. So, you guys read each yes, other? Yes, very much so. Other very much so so we both are um nlp master practitioner trainers hypnotists coaches and um, behavioral profilers well, yeah. you, guys on your website, hip- you guys i would like to get yeah tired one day like you know do i need to be no, no. For that we, we, we have clients all over the world <laughs> yeah ah. I should do an hypnotize one day live on the talk show. We're going to talk about that for another segment. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Imagine me sharing all my secrets live in there. Uh, or a chicken dance or an Elvis Presley impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. But then, hey, it might end up making it to TikTok or something, you know, and then. And, and, and breaking a word record or turning into, into a meme or something. <laughs> they say, oh, but, uh, oh, oh, what did they say? Um, 
Uh, oh my god, what's the word? Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can test that one out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so, um, let me ask you this. Uh, what, what would be the best way for someone out there who's wanting to meet a compatible partner? Yeah, so compatibility, there's several different things around the compatibility part. So actually, no, I wouldn't even start there. I would actually start with the healing aspect. And the reason I say that, because people go, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. not healing. The truth is, if I said to you right now, right, here's your perfect partner, you're so compatible with them, here you go, are you ready for them? No, yeah, exactly. As you say, and I just realized that this year I needed to heal. This one staying single, I -hmm. need to heal some shit and figure myself out and understand what exactly. Exactly, exactly. And I think as well, like the people, people who who I've worked with, I've gone through, um, you know, healing things from childhood. So I had one client who was even afraid of even looking at a guy in the eyes before we we started working together. Funnily enough, after uh, we finished working together, she actually walked up to the guy who she thought was right for her and asked him out. <laughs> so, mutually. As Sorry. they still together? Well, you ended up turning... Uh, they did, yeah, they ended up together. together. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, so it's like, Aww. it's looking at those things. You know, for another element of this, it's like, do you feel worthy of love? And it's a... That's a good one. Yeah, Most people exactly. don't. Yeah, and it's like it's allowing yourself to be in that place where you can actually give love. That's easy, but to receive it as well because that's a lot harder. And what we tend to find mm-hmm. is people believe that they need to be able to be a certain way, to say certain things, to do certain things in order to get love. And the thing is, that ends up as that conditional love rather than something that's unconditional. Unconditional is where you're fully loved at that identity level of who you are, not what you do or how you act or how you look (laughs) or all the superficial stuff. That's true. I've come to realize that most people don't know what unconditional love is they believe they need to 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 give something to get Mm -hmm. the love or you know and that's why i'm very patient because i'm picky and i know what i want and i know i'm worthy of what i want and what i deserve so i feel like most people out there should 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 the points you made are so true the healing and um are you ready to receive? Because most people do give. I'm a giver. Like half of the time, I'm not even receiving. But it's the cancer in me. We cancers are just too much of emotional givers. But I've also realized, like when I talk to friends and we, we sit around and talk about relationships and stuff, those things do come up. But most people are not yet ready to, yeah, to, to face yeah, them. You know? Again, it's that. So. Uh, and that's why you keep on going through cycles yes, of the same exactly, exactly. And the funny thing is, you often feel like, oh gosh, it's our fault that the relationship ended, and it was our fault, and only if we've done this, and only we've done that. But the truth is, loving doesn't hurt. You know, love isn't the heart, you know, that the causes the pain or causes the heartbreak. It's who you love, mm-hmm. it's who you trust, it's who you're vulnerable with. And this is why, again, I love the behavioral profiling. 
because it's very much like for, for me I went through very toxic very abusive manipulative relationships and I, I, like you know like you said you go through the patterns of going through the same da- you know dating practically the same person in different bodies <laughs> right oh yes me too that's how I was like uh, I think I need to chill this year out and just realize because I'm doing the same shift it might be a different person but I'm really doing the same shift over and over and over and <laughs> so I need to heal and figure out what I need to do because I can't keep doing this for the next I need to figure out what's yeah, what I'm yeah. doing yeah I think that's great I think I think it's like having that awareness to begin with helps you with like you know helps you with finding those mm-hmm. steps as well so i think you know like definitely the healing of um, the element and also the when we talk about the compatibility element it's like okay what does your ideal relationship actually look like because that's quite a deep question it's like asked. <laughs> and that and that's really important to know and then the other thing is how do you know that you're loved how do you know that you're truly truly loved in a relationship what do you need to know that you're loved in a relationship and it's quite funny because people often get afraid of the word need when it's coupled with relationships and it's interesting because when we're in a relationship and we want that independent part which is really important but the truth is if you're in a relationship and your partner completely completely ignores you <laughs> um uh, you know you're gonna have needs you're gonna need them to talk you need them to uh, connect with oh, you yeah. so i think it's great to be able to have those needs but it's understanding what you need so your partner and you have very clear expectations of how you can build that strong relationship together. That's um, very true. There's that thing, you know, um, I don't know if you believe in it, but there's that thing that they say is um, right person on time. I guess that's the part where, you know, you got to heal and are you ready to receive and all that because the right person might come but it's the wrong timing because you are personally not ready emotionally mm-hmm. or physically or whatever it is. You're fighting your own demons or I don't know. So um, where do people go wrong when meeting the right partner? Yeah, like, what I think um, it's quite interesting. There's a few because I think... Um, I think when people meet the right, you know, go to, to meet a partner, um, that you can have a lot of self-sabotaging patterns that come up if you're not ready. So, for example, you might be looking at your friends and going, okay, who did I friend zone? Maybe that could work. And we tend to pick a partner that we know that we wouldn't fall fully in love with. Or we end up dating someone who is a bit of a bad boy. And it's like, oh, yeah, I like them. And I... If I can just love them enough, (laughs) they're going to change. But secretly, we know they're not going to change. So it's almost like um, when when we're doing things that are going to affect us in that bad way, whether it's like we know that we're not going to be able to love that person fully or we know that... And that person's not right for us, but we're going to go ahead and do that anyway. These are often like these self-sabotaging patterns that can come out. Or you end up meeting someone who's right for you and things end up getting a little bit too close. 
and suddenly we start questioning well what do they you know what do they see in me this is too good to be true and the arguments and the self-sabotaging patterns suddenly come out because it's too scary to be be with someone that you really like I've never looked at it that way. Yeah. So it's, it's like, this is why I'm saying about like the whole being ready to actually be in a relationship. And that's a lot of the work that we tend to do at the very beginning. Um, oh, yeah. Most people just like that honeymoon phase, you know, the fun part. But in the beginning, it's all fun and they think they're ready for a relationship. And then when that, the realness of the relationship yeah. starts coming out and you realize oh shit actually there is some work to be put in a relationship yes there's some work to be put perfect relationships don't just happen yeah they don't exactly just exactly it's almost like oh gosh well this is going to be too good to be true so i might as well end it now because it's going to be too painful if it ends later on mm. yeah so yeah now <laughs> like, Sorry, go on. it's just very much like yeah recapping what we <laughs> just said you know just making sure that you're actually ready to be able to receive love true that's very important which um, um I, when i decided to take this year off from dating and just focusing on myself i've realized that being half of the time um I question the love when I'm being given. So this being ready mm. to receive love is it's real. It's it's a real thing, which I didn't um, actually know until I decided to take time off and figure myself out. But now I'd also like to give you the opportunity to tell people about your program. And I know you have a you normally do a 45 consultation, a 45 minute consultation call, and then you have a eight week program. So. If you want to share that with our listeners, your next client can be listening right now. Awesome. Yeah, so what I do, I work with people for eight weeks. To start off with, we go through the healing. um, So we do something called the intelligent approach. So it's understanding you at that deep level. So we know what to heal. We also know what you need in a relationship. um, So you know who you're compatible with. Also where to go ahead and find that person and recognize that person when you need them. Um, uh, so you know where to meet them and how to end up in that relationship. Then the second part we go through is something called the trust flywheel. So we mentioned a little bit around how important that trust foundation is. So this is where we go into the behavioral profiling, where you can read body language at that deeper level because that creates trust, that creates intimacy, and it creates a powerful connection. So you know that you can have that long-lasting relationship with that person. And the next part we call them um, uh, is like the the uh, the tr- uh, the friction removal. So this is where we end up talking about how to ensure that relationship um, knows how to deal with conflict, and and if you have any disagreements, you know how to deal with them in a way that actually empowers that relationship. And then on top of that, we also go through another mini program of um, how to spot and identify narcissists so you can protect your relationship, protect your your um, uh, dating, uh, you know, the people that you're dating as well. So you know that you're not dating a narcissist because they can be hard work. Yeah, so you don't exactly. waste your time. And then on top of that, we do a 90-day maintenance guide for people when they actually find themselves in a relationship and how to overcome that honeymoon period um, because not many people over- overcome that. 
So, um, but also on our website, we've got a free webinar that kind of goes through our exclusive process as well. So people want to just be a little bit curious about understanding more, because obviously you can't go into absolutely everything on this uh, on this podcast because we don't have time. But um, but yeah, you can go through that exclusive yes. training as well, which is absolutely free on our website. And um, how can they find you? Um, go ahead and mention your website and if you're on any social media, your username yeah, so that they so can our, look you up. Um, website is lovewithintelligence.com um, and we're also on Facebook, we're on Instagram, so again, just love with intelligence and we're also on Pinterest, LinkedIn and also YouTube, again, just under love with intelligence. All right. So people, you here, you're tired of swiping right on the guys you should be swiping left. You are tired of hanging out with narcissists and you just want a genuinely compatible, loving, trusting relationship because we all want that. Make sure to hit up Lily and um, she gives a free 45-minute consultation call. So they, if you want to know more, like what that's a free call to get all the information and to know if this is the right program for you or not so use that free 45 minute consultation and start your new journey with finding love with intelligence all right so lily as we wrap this up um what would you like to say for all those people like me who haven't given up on love yet because um, i actually had this guy he was making um sweaters and they say um fuck love but then he crossed the love and he wrote him or her because yes just because love goes wrong love is not the problem it's the person you choose to love is the problem so for those of us who haven't given up on love yet what advice would you give us i would say know and love yourself first because the more clearer on who you are and what you need and what you want in a relationship the easier it's going to be for you to find thank you very much and so true the more you know yourself as i said i've been taking this journey this year to concentrate on me and figuring myself out and i've been looking back um that's the thing about healing you kind of have to look back into your old relationships your recent ones and kind of figure uh, learn them and and understand what went wrong and how and i've realized that um i probably didn't love myself enough because some of the things i I agreed put up with isn't something that i would have wanted in my relationship so i'm glad they didn't work out or we were lucky enough to check out but knowing what you want and knowing what you're worth and loving yourself is really important in finding the right person all right, Lily. Thank, thank you, you very so much, much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Right, <laughs> I will too. To your better half. Oh, uh, speaking of that, um, I know it's um, St. Patrick's tomorrow. Are you guys doing anything fun? I know you guys are lockdown. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll end up having a few drinks for St. Patrick's. <laughs> 
it, it is one of my favorite holidays like I, i i'm ready tomorrow to go to work and leave and go hang out in a pub i have a a, a, a pub next to my house which is owned oh, by a british guys so he actually calls it a pub instead of a bar I was like yes i'm home a little bit of home is in here I, but oh. they don't make the most amazing <laughs> trip, but it's still <laughs> i'm so happy for patrick's day Hi. Uh, Talk shit with P is available on all platforms and social media with the handle at Talk Shit with P. Go ahead and follow us to stay connected and engage with me. And if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcast or support me by buying me coffee on buymeacoffee.com. Thank you for listening and remember we are on every Friday.